0: Boo. Aha. Good morning, everyone. I know you certainly don't have to do this, but if you see some empty chairs and you'd like to fill in a gap, just come on forward. We don't bite. We're huggers and lovers here, So, but you don't have to. No pressure. Um, my name's Heidi, and I'm one of the pastors here at House Church. It's good to see you this morning. I'm going to have you stand. We're going to do our mission or mission and ethos and then I'm going to do some announcements with you so if you'll stand with me Are you ready How's everybody doing this morning Can you give me a little hand clap little woohoo Happy to be here today <laughs> For those of you that I have not met that have just started coming to House Church welcome and I look forward to meeting you All right here we go House Church's mission is to connect people with God and with each other in an atmosphere of love and grace. As a faith community, we are committed to living relationally according to the values of our ethos. Married, divorced, and single here, it's one family that mingles here. Conservative and liberal here, we've all gotta give a little here. Doubt and believe here, we all can receive here lgbtqia plus and straight here there's no hate here woman man and trans here every gender binary or non can here whatever your race here for all of us a place here Woohoo! rich or poor here class differences dissolve here able-bodied or differently abled You're part of the body of Christ here. Neurodivergent or neurotypical, you have the mind of Christ here. Popular and accepted or cast out and rejected, we all belong in Christ here. In imitation of the extravagant love God has for each of us and all of us, let us live and love the best we can by putting people first and label 2nd woohoo! Give a hand clap for that. <laughs> you know, that ethos has come a long way since we started. All right. <laughs> Bonnie wants to add to it. We might need to have like a rotating ethos, you know, where we do some of it one week and some of it another. <laughs> okay, T-shirts. They are back on the counter. If you haven't already gotten one, um, They're $25, you could pay cash, you put it in the offering box, you can write a check. You can go to Tithely and Give. If you do that, make sure that you put in the memo that it's for a t-shirt. Um, thank you for purchasing them, it's a great help. Also um, wanna say that, show your house, that is an awesome graphic, I love that. Show your hashtag house pride. wear your pride t-shirt and tag us on social media, which is fun to do. Um, These t-shirts are great. I think these are probably some of the best ones we've had before, but these are great t-shirts. Thank you, Jess, for the great designs. Give Jess a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, really quickly, since we're talking about Pride t-shirts right after service today, there's going to be a meeting for Pride. What we're going to do is just get our brains together. We're going to talk about what it's going to look like. We're going to come up with some ideas. So if you're part of that, make sure that you stay after church, and we'll get that meeting started. If you want to help with the float specifically, do we have a truck and a trailer, or is that part of what we're t- we do? Okay. So we need float design ideas. So, or we will. <laughs> okay. You have a good feeling about it. We're speaking by faith for the truck and the trailer. All right. Baptisms and Conscious Commitment Ceremony, we're so excited about this. This is going to be Sunday, July the 17th, and we are, again, somehow going to get some water into this little area up here. We're going to baptize some folks, and they're going to have an an opportunity to express their commitment to God and their authentic selves. It's going to be amazing. Um, Giving is easier than ever on the HCT app. This really is a great way to give, and also... If you have set up an account for Tithely, you can text to that 405 number. It's so quick, you just text to that number, you text the word give, it asks you how much, and then you you just put in the amount that you wanna give, done, it's like seconds, it's so easy. And I wanna say, um, if you're someone who hasn't considered yet whether or not you wanna give to House Church on a monthly basis, I would encourage you to do that. We have a budget that we have to meet every month And right now, our budget is low. Right now, we're not um, meeting our budget. We're actually having to borrow from our building fund, which we don't wanna do. Um, And we won't have to do it for very long, but sometimes that happens, and so we wanna encourage you to give, follow your heart and give what you can. Um, We, our expenses this month and next month and through the summer have gone up because now we're back in the sanctuary full time. So now our rent has doubled And so there's other things that we're paying. We've given raises to people who work within the church, our administrators and our teachers. So um, think about that. Be praying about that. We'd love to have more giving happen. All right. We don't have a a peace blessing this week because Amber Mushagan is on vacation, and we will miss that for sure. Um, So let's stand, and we'll pray, and then we'll do grace and peace. Oh, it's really good to be in the house this morning. feels really good to be with all of you. I'm happy to be. Jewel and I just got back from our vacation to Montana via Oklahoma, Kansas, Colorado, and Wyoming. <laughs> Neither one of us have ever been in a car for that long of a period of time for a week, but we had a beautiful time, so it's really good to be home with you all. Let's pray. God, I Thank you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for every heart that is here. I thank you for those that may not be here that were thinking about coming. I pray that there might be a little prompt for them to get here. I thank you that everything you have for us today is special. It's unique. I thank you for each individual experience. I thank you for your words that are comforting. I thank you for your words that are powerful and life-giving and change us on the inside. Thank you for being with us in all the ways that we feel this morning. I thank you that you are with us always, always with us. We give you thanks and we're happy to be here. We're happy to be with each other and we're happy to be in your presence. I give you all thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right.
1: Even in the darkest night. trust this i know you're the good Oh, you're the... Good.
2: Let's do this. Okay. Everybody's shopping for t-shirts. That's fun. All right. I want everybody that can and feel comfortable, if you can move up just a little bit, um, just to kind of fill in the gaps, maybe in the second row here, if you would like to. We got a, it seems like, it seems like the faithful have come out today. I say yes to that the faithful are here, the faithful, the healthy, the strong, the survivors, everybody do this, like, I'm surviving this, I'm surviving this stuff, is, it's it's so interesting, those of you that were here last week, um, it was like this full house in here, right, like, it was this full house, and then this week, yeah, right, you're like, what happens, I don't know what happens, it's like we have a different church every single uh, week, (laughs) vacate, Summer happened. Uh, I know some folks are out legitimately. Uh, I just want to welcome everybody here that is uh, kind of new-ish to the to the house. You're just so welcome here. Just love you guys and love you that you that you came. My name is Pastor Bonnie Labak. I am sitting on this box drum. Um, we had some just last-minute uh, uh, illnesses that um, so we've got we've got Marsha doing children's church today. Everybody say bless you, Marsha. <laughs> God bless you, Marsha. Because April, <laughs> April isn't here today. And then um, we, are, we harvested Tamara Labak from from her morning. She had no idea she was going to do this until about an hour ago. And I had no idea I'd be sitting on this drum uh, right now. But Tamara and I uh, used to, used to back in the day, we had what we called the Psalms Project. Have you heard about the Psalms Project? Um, and when all, <laughs> it's sort of like when the band is unable to, you know, pull together, um, Heidi's here, of course, but then Eve wasn't, and then Hank tried to play the guitar this morning, and everybody say, did a great job, you were going to do it, it was going to be great. And I just so appreciate people filling in the gaps, and Sarah's here, of course, everybody say, Sarah, sorry you're not on the drums this morning, we want you to, da 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 da. we're sorry, Sarah. Um, what would you say? Oh, we love you, Sarah, yes. <laughs> um, I'm a drummer as well, um, and this is a, a box drum anyway. Um, the Psalms Project was something that Tamara birthed in, in Tamara's heart, and she wrote over probably 50 songs, 52 song psalm songs over about a year. And because we had this box at the house, W- we would sit around on the porch and she would um, sing and create songs and I just got on the box drum and played along with her and we actually took the show on the road if you can believe that we went coast to coast and around the world just playing the two of us is so silly and fun uh, and sold a lot of music and t-shirts and it was great made an album it's on Spotify if you want to find Tamara's first album, which is Dear Oklahoma, you don't want people to to listen to that. (laughs) Oh, come on. We don't have any CDs here, but if you just want to hear what it sounds like on Spotify, and I know Lynetta actually plays it every morning while you're every morning while she gets ready so that's kind of cool isn't that fun so some of you will know these songs I know uh, some of you love holy mountain and and all that kind of stuff so we're gonna see what we can do Tamara and I haven't played together in a long long time she hasn't even picked up her guitar in a long long time so can you have some grace on us some mercy a little bit since it's just in the house today we haven't even tried this. It's just like, okay, remember 2019, how we used to play together? Let's see if we can do it. Um, because I just thought, I had a feeling it was going to be a lighter crowd today. And I thought it would just be all in the house, you know, just like we're in the living room together. Um, I think we might have a couple of beers back there in the refrigerator if you need to get them out. I'm just kidding, kind of, but not. And then, uh, and we can just have a good time. This isn't really a show. I mean it will be fascinating to see if I can still play this thing. Um, and it'd be
3: fascinating if you could <laughs> get through it. Here. I just
0: say yeah. more confidence in both of them than they have in themselves.
3: <laughs> Good morning. I'm so excited to be able to share this with you. So I basically wrote a psalm a week based on the psalms for over a year. So that's how they that's how they happened. And this church has been such a blessing to me giving us space where we had an album release and Folks have been, they, they bought them and love them, and it's just such a gift. But I wanted to tell you this morning, um, I'm drawn to, play, to start with your promises and then to do Holy Mountain to kick us off. But um, your promises is important to me. It's based on Psalm 12. And it's important to me because I feel like one of the reasons why we come to church when we come to church is to get an alignment, right? It's like to get realigned with who our core self is and who it's connected to, right? connected to other people and connected to to something bigger than us right always something bigger than us to realign us with our values and to remember because we gather also at church to remember who we are in god's eyes and i think you'll hear a lot of that in the music that i write so um, i wasn't happy with a lot of worship music and a lot of worship theology and so we kind of just started with the psalms that are grounded in um well before christianity in the wisdom of, of the ancients and really let those voices shine through in the work.
2: Uh, good ground today, good space, good feeling, um, good energy. The scripture says that uh, no, no one has ever seen God at any time, but if we have love for one another, we get a glimpse, we get to see it. When we share the wine, the chalice of our hearts with one another, we get to see the tangible manifest presence of God, and where two or more are gathered, there is is christ there is christ in the midst of us so you be pulling with me today pulling on the spirit because you didn't get up get dressed drive over here for nothing and i'm very very aware of that and humbled to tears that this faithful group would show up today and it's my belief that as we just put on the expectancy that the spirit would speak to us and already has been speaking as we sing um, you know, the early church uh, would come together and and say that everyone had a psalm and a hymn and a spiritual song. Everyone had an exhortation. Everybody was part of it. It was uh, like a symphony. You came with your with your instrument, and you say, yeah, i got that violin part, and yeah, sure, I've got this other part here, and well, yeah, I'll go ahead and play that drum here every now and again, and so that's what we want today is to have more of a, of a symphonic type of an experience where everybody gets to let and feel the spirit, the pneuma of the Lord just to kind of move through you. And that in that way, we're changed and transformed and the body becomes whole and healthy. There's lots of heartbreak in the house. There's lots of uh, disappointment and, and um, concern, but it would seem to me that the word of the Lord and um, this, <laughs> the blessing, yeah, I mean, That's what we've been talking about, but it just occurred to me as I looked at that word. It's the state in which we live. It is a blessed state. It is not measured by external wealth or external um, health, but it is the climate of our spiritual life in God. It is our climate. The blessing is the climate of uh, of the faithful one. Now, who is the faithful one? christ jesus it's the lord jesus who has faith he's the faithful one. he has faith on our behalf anytime that you read in the text um, in these scriptures sometimes you'll see the word um, if we have faith in him oftentimes that's mistranslated it's this faith of him because we are of him And our faith really, I mean, the Lord kind of knows us, and don't you sort of know yourself? (laughs) I'm a little wobbly, as it turns out. I'm a little wobbly on the inside. I mean, I'll have it and then I lose it, right? But there's one that is faithful on behalf of the body that's the head. The head is always faithful, always faithful. So we have and we ride on that faith. We ride on that faith because that faith never fails. Ever, ever, ever. So I'm teaching and preaching today by the Spirit, extemporaneously, and then by exhortation. It's one of my favorite ways to do it. Um, I will often, those of you that are kind of new to the house, every week is just a little bit different. And those that have been with me for many, many years can attest to that. Every week is just a little bit different. Sometimes I come up here with all my notes completely written out. I mean, everything word for word, totally written out. And I have learned over the years that y'all don't like that. You want me to be a little bit wild. You want me to be just kinda off the cuff. Um years ago, this has been my Bible for many, many years and my preacher Bible anyway. And um when <laughs> when I early days, you know, in this house we get a lot of folks who that have been through a lot of religious trauma. And so, um there's always a lot, of, a lot more explanation in this house from me about what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, it may feel familiar to you, but here's what we're doing in this, which we're doing it now. Because sometimes in the old, old days and even now, when you see this Bible, people cringe and um, get nervous that they're in a place of you know power over oppression, um, some kind of uh, hurtful way of using weaponizing the word. Um, and so for many years, I didn't even let my Bible show because I didn't want to hurt anyone um but I've reclaimed it I've just gone ahead and just reclaimed that because it's just kind of my suit of armor in a sense it's kind of like David and Saul you know Saul wanted to send David out to defeat the giant in Saul's garment and in Saul's coat of mail coat of armor but David said I I he tried it on and and I, you know, in my, in my case, I've tried on the notes. I've tried on doing, you know, sermons with a nice beginning, an intro, a joke, uh, a transition, three st- points. And while I can do that, I feel like I'm more like I'm in Saul's armor than I am uh, in my own. And, and I've learned how to, hallelujah, I just learned that. <laughs> just the Spirit spoke to me. I've learned how to kill some lions and tigers and bears in my lifetime using the scripture using the word and using the spirit and the word and they agree with me and so as i get older i just want to take those things up and use them in a different way not to weaponize oppress or hurt anybody but because we can um hold on to some things we have in the water of our youth and and repurpose them repurpose reclaim some of these things So i'll be teaching from ephesians this morning ephesians is a beautiful book um Beautiful poem, really. It was a uh, it was penned uh, we think by Paul, but maybe one of Paul's uh, people that helped him a letter to the church at Ephesus that Paul founded. And um, it the first part of it is a revelation from Paul about the blessing, a revelation from Paul about the blessing and the climate in which we have and live in Christ. Um, I'm going to be starting in chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Just as, um, in verse 4, just as he chose us in him. So what are we talking about there? Just as he, he God, and we're just using those pronouns because that's how they wrote it. um, Just as he, God, chose us, that's us, you and me, in him. In whom? In Christ. In Christ Jesus, yeah. Just as he chose us in him. When? Before. Before the foundation of the world. So before the foundation of the world. Everybody kind of just get a picture of that. So before you were ever on the scene and ever had a choice about it, um, before you choose, God chose. Before you chose, God chose you. And established you in the beloved. In the beloved, in Christ. So before the foundation of the world... That we should be holy and without blame before God in love. This scripture would have have really saved us a lot of heartache and headache if this scripture were preached well from all time. Because this really clears a lot of things up because you are chosen before you chose before the foundation of the world before you were born that song that we sang just a moment ago about you, I was born holy that may feel wrong to some who were raised in an environment that said you were born a sinner we were raised in an environment that said you were born a sinner and you were a sinner until the point of accountability remember that the the point of accountability at which point you then had to make a choice a decision for Christ so that you would not go to hell but go to heaven usually that happened around age 12 okay Anybody do that? Yeah, 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 of course, right? Because, and then there on after, oh, heaven, Lord, how many times did I get saved between the age of 12 and the age of 22? I got, how many were saved a lot of times over there? I mean, the preacher would preach and pull on those heartstrings and make you feel like you may have felt, thought you had a good week, but when that preacher was done with you, you're on your knees bawling asking for forgiveness <laughs> for something you, like did they scare you with sins of omission and sins of commission oh yeah you did because you're like oh Lord anything I've ever done God if things I know about things I don't know about please forgive me if I were to die in my sleep tonight please help me I say I forgive please I confess you know all this raised in fear really raised in fear and um, I always like to say I think people meant well doing that um, because I think they actually believed it. I think that they believed it. I'm just sad that they didn't read it. I'm sad that they didn't have an understanding of, oh, this is the whole good news is that I was chosen (laughs) in God. God chose me before the foundation of the world. So before anybody had a chance to mess anything up. This is before the garden, before Adam, before anything, God chose us. And then in Revelations, it says that then God w- allowed this this whole plan of salvation or plan of redemption was already sealed up before the first person was even formed. It was Christ that was crucified, slain, before the foundation of the world. So before. So I know we're only in, cha- in verse 4. I was trying to get through all six chapters of Ephesians this morning with you. I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe, but um, just as he chose us in him, so Ephesians 1, 4, just as he, God, chose us, us, that's us, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be sinners, groveling, worms, without any hope, barely getting into heaven. No. Oh, okay. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Yeah, so good. In love, Ephesians 1, 4. Yeah. So good. So then it goes on. This is kind of in poetry, but it goes on to say some really beautiful things. Let's keep moving. Verse 5. Having predestined us to the adoption as sons or children, by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his inheritance, of his grace, by which he made us, uh-oh, here's another one, he made us accepted in the beloved. So see, notice up there in verse 3 it says that "Thank, blessed be God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ, with every spiritual blessing is now what he's going to go on to say then is is highlighting and naming a number of those blessings one of which is you were chosen before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blame before him in love then now we see another one in verse 6 to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he what did he do he made us accepted in the beloved he made us accepted so then what did you do to be accepted by God no really what did you do to be accepted by God and what can you do now to be accepted by God you just are that's kind of your status that is your identity is you are accepted in the beloved in now verse 7 in him in whom that's when I ask that notice how many times we say in him so I know that some of you are reading your bible on your app that's good It's in Christ. It's in the Trinity. It's in the Trinity. Like, you are established in that. You're established in God, in love, already, accepted, in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which God made to abound toward us. So what are you doing to deserve any grace? Oh, there again, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So what is your part in all of this? To, <laughs> I mean, what are you actually producing? Nothing. Yeah, cool, right? <laughs> so it kind, of, it kind of is a dash to the ego because you're like, well, how, what am I supposed to do? Be the beloved. <laughs> so what are you supposed to do in this house? rest in Christ. See, these other churches and other religions want to keep you peddling and moving and serving God. Okay, this... (laughs) In the beloved, in the marriage, I don't say to her every morning, how can I serve you? You wanted me to say... (laughs) Don't, we don't get down, you know, at, at, the, at the dinner table. <laughs> Whenever I start, she finishes it. It's a beautiful thing. But it's not primarily based on service. I serve because I love. But it's not based, our marriage is not based on my service and what I can do for her. Yeah. So, the church uh normally would say how can you serve we need to you need to give you need to serve you need to work you need to show you need to prove all of that like we were talking about last week that's all an eros love that's that eros kind of love it's a human love it's a human way of thinking about exchange but the agape love is a totally different climate I mean it would be as if the, the difference between the northern and southern hemisphere of the same world it's, it's this way in this hemisphere. It's this other way in this other hemisphere. And you've got to dress accordingly. You've got to speak accordingly. You've got to plan accordingly to the agape love of God. Because in that agape love, you don't choose. You are the chosen. You are the beloved. Yeah, so let's keep going. All right. So I want you to know that there are two really cool prayers in the book of Ephesians. I would love for you to lift these out of your Bible. This is a homework assignment for you this week. There are two prayers. One is found in Ephesians 1, verse 15 through 23, and the other one is in the, in the third chapter, verses 14 through 21. These prayers have been a staple in my life. These prayers that Paul prayed for that church, I have made personal to me and pray them on a daily basis. This should be something that becomes part of your regular spiritual diet, okay? It's just part of it. All right? So let's read the first one. It's found uh, there in 17. Lord, am I going to have to start using glasses? I feel like I need glasses. All the- I mean, am I far—it is. It's ridiculous. Verse 15, therefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the people, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, this is what he's praying for them that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he, God, put all things under his, Christ's feet, and gave him, Christ, to be the head over all things to the church. That's us. Which is his body. That's us. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And you he made alive. And we can keep on going with that. But it's, this is Paul's revelation of who we are in Christ. It's how you're established. It's how you're founded. It's how you're grounded in him. Moving on down to verse 14 of chapter 2. working among us that our heart would have enough light. say yes to that. Verse uh, 14 of chapter 2. For he himself is our peace. I mean, (laughs) regardless of what's going on in our lives, Jesus himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. It is a lie that you are ever separated from God you're ever never ever it's just the ultimate evil to think that you are um, accused or blamed or separate from God whether your brain is playing tricks on you or not you are just as in as you ever were because Jesus himself is our peace the body is the peace this is why we take the bread and the and the Jews it is a symbol of peace it is the bread of peace it's the host it's the presence It's a symbol, it's symbolic to the peace that we already have. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. You know, they had insiders and outsiders just like we do, and so you can, in a sense, when you go through these scriptures, you can fill in the blank about who's on the outs and who's on the ins. So, you know, and moving on, that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. Um, This is a lot of words that we don't use in our everyday language, but basically what's happening here is the Gentiles were on the outs, the Jews were on the ins. okay? So this would be like any kind of uh, group of people here in this day and age who think that they are the ones who are the elites, and then there are those who are not, or those who have... Uh, privilege and those who do not and in Christ we are one we are one new creation we are a new creation in Christ Jesus that's why we encourage one another about the realities of Christ because we can get so saturated with our politics so saturated in what we think of as our categories and really what is a being abolished here is dualism What's being abolished here is the separatism because it is one new body. So when we have our gospel glasses on, our Christ Jesus glasses on, then our empathy and our compassion go way up because we see that what's in you is also in me. If you're capable of it, I'm capable of it. There's no bad use and big, wonderful good me just because I believe or my light has been illuminated or my heart has been opened. huh? All one in Christ. Now living that way is another thing. Alright. Moving down. Um, chapter 3. I want to keep going with this. I'm getting some scripture in you today. Since there's just a, a small group of you, you're getting just a big belly full of scripture. And we can talk all about it later if this is kind of weird to you (laughs) when did it ever get weird to read scripture in church right i mean come on so weird to me verse 8 whom the less than the least of all saints this grace was given that i should preach among the gentiles the unsearchable riches of christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. Down to verse 12. This is so cool. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through the faith of him. I want you to change that in your translation. If it says faith in him you know that translators were just trying to put the onus back on you onus is never on you it's always on Christ it's always on Jesus so it's the faith of Christ go ahead read it out yeah 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 everything issues from God to us that's the way the river flows It flows from God to us right but when I read that this morning, it particularly jumped out at me because when we're talking about prayer or things that we need in life, we often feel that we're praying from down here to a God that's out there, hoping that God will answer us, do something, intervene, do, come down, God, come and, and do this thing for me. We're often asking God to intervene and come down. What this is telling us is that in Christ, we have boldness, oh, I love this, and access to every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. You have access. If you work in a building where you only have limited access to things, you understand what I'm talking about. When you have the master key and you can get into every room, you have full access. When you don't, when you're just new and you have access to these two places and you have clearance for that only, that's limited access. Here, Paul's beautiful revelation is that we have a boldness, a confidence. We have the key. We have access through the faith of him. (laughs) So he says, moving on, therefore I ask you that you do not lose heart. So don't forget that you have access always available. So when you pray, and he's going to give us another prayer here, when you pray, pray from that place. Pray from the place of access Pray from the place knowing that every spiritual blessing has already been given to you in Christ Jesus, and there you are standing amongst them. If it's the spiritual blessing of grace for strength, it's yours. You simply, how do we ever access anything that is spiritual? Right here. This is the ladle from which you draw the wells of salvation, right? Right? from the wells of salvation you draw. So you start to speak, start to speak. Well, you, like this is what I would do if I, like literally, in a new place, in a new environment, this post-pandemic stuff, all this anxiety's high, things are small, things feel different, the whole world feels different, people are scared and afraid and anxious, scared to move, scared to be, If this is me, because I'm living in this too, I remind myself out loud, I have a boldness. All week, my refrain has been this, and you can steal it if you want to. You can take anything I'm giving and make this of use to yourself. But I have been saying, agape is my home. Agape is my home. Which means, see, there's no fear or dread in love, in the agape love. In Eros love, there's lots of fear, lots of manipulation, lots of working to achieve, lots of working to produce. But in agape love, what am I? I'm chosen. I just am. It's my state, it's my identity. I have full access into all the spiritual blessings that are in Christ Jesus, which is grace, which is peace, which is a groundedness. So now let's read this this uh, prayer going on to say in verse 14 for this reason I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named named what the beloved that's your spiritual name blameless forgiven holy redeemed. Anything you want to put in there. Anything you need in the moment. Anything good. (laughs) That he would grant you, and I'll pray this over you guys right now, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner self. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you Linetta, being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the people of God what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God Morgan, come on to be filled with all the fullness of God I want somebody praying that over me Every day, I want to pray this over you every day. This is being a blessing. This is what the blessing looks like. This is what the blessing climate hemisphere feels like. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or even think or imagine, according to the power that is already at work within us. We already have the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Verse 4, chapter 4 goes on to talk about how we should um, commend one another and prefer one another in love, being kind toward one another, forgiving one another. Chapter 5, I think, is talking about husbands and wives, and then chapter 6 talks about the full armor of God. Ephesians is a really cool book. Chapter 5 you might struggle some with, especially with the old uh, structure of how they, they thought about marriage in those days, but we can talk about it. But don't throw all these things out because aren't these some beautiful prayers that you can pray over yourself, pray over your friends, pray over your community? What, did you have something? An imitator of Love, yeah, yeah. When when people who want to weaponize and suppress and oppress take some of these scriptures, they can make it out to mean something that it doesn't need to mean. Yeah. But submitting to one another in life. That word submission shouldn't be a bad thing, but it has been used so inappropriately for so long. So these two verses, I want to leave you with these two prayers this week. What you can do is look these up in different translations and then pin them out in your own journal. Say them over yourself in the morning and over your loved ones. Say them over yourself. Speak these blessings. Speak the climate of blessing. Speak the culture of blessing. And then over your friends, over text, just say hank has been doing this with me and i've been trying to do it back with hank just say i want to bless you today i want to bless you because as the blessed you can then distribute blessing and speak over your lives speak over your loved one's lives it is fun and it's poetry and it's fun and it's a, it's a culture. Now, we can get into all these things about, well, does that mean that nothing bad is ever going to happen to me? Or does that mean that I'm going to be protected um, wherever I go? Or does this mean my flights are going to be on time next week when I fly? Or does this mean that I'm not going to ever gain weight again because I'm blessed? What does this actually mean? That you have an inner state and an inner climate of peace, Of acceptance and that God is with you in trouble with you this is not a hocus pocus thing where everything is now just going to be perfect but whatever goes awry, whatever trouble may come whatever terror may come in the night or terror may come in the day you then have a climate on the inside that is grounded in love founded in peace, fully accepted, and from that place, you move through. Yeah, 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 because Jesus promised in this world you will have trouble. There's no escaping it. But the climate on the inside can then um, produce a a thing within you if you will tap into it. I did not do a good job tapping into it on Friday when flight was delayed 10 hours did not I was upset could not get myself out of it couldn't could not would not would not could not I was mad and that was it mad that was all I had I had one emotion mad and I sat there mad with my pastor hugs t-shirt on hoping nobody saw it because I don't want it I don't want to hug you I don't want to be pastor I'm not that I am mad I'm the mad (laughs) pastor. And I was a mad wife. And then what happened was, what had happened was, and what had happened was, I get in her presence, and she's excited to see me, greets me at the gate with 24 roses, all this other stuff. I'm supposed to be glad, but I'm mad. And you know when you show up halfway, when you kind of give that sideways smile, and you're kind of like, uh-huh, this is so beautiful. This is great. Thank you. Let's go. And she's all full of love and roses. And I'm like, but do you know the pain I've been? 14 and a half hours later of traveling, she then spoke to me. And you remember the moment that it changed for me. I had to be willing to dislodge from that emotion. And I was. And she came to me with a blessing and spoke over me and said, remember that you are, and remember where you are, and remember how grateful we are, and remember that we have so much to be thankful for, and immediately the tears streamed. They were already streaming because I was upset for the time lost, but now I was crying because in just a moment she inflated my inside. I was back up into that spiritual place. And I was like, yeah, I'm grateful to be home. I'm grateful I made it. I'm grateful I'm healthy. I'm grateful to be with you. And so that's the power of the blessing culture. When you can get with somebody. And if you can't pull yourself up, let somebody else pump you up. Let somebody else remind you. And if you're attuned and disciplined on the inside, you'll get there quick. just be like, yep, lit quick, bam, yes. And, I, I mean, within moments, I said, baby, I don't know what's happening, but I'm better. I am so much better. Thank you so much. Let us have this communion in Jesus' name. Let's do this. Because we, we make it a practice to have communion together when I come back from a trip. And it's a beautiful blessing one time i had a big tray of cheese and crackers and communion and all that waiting for her coming back from a trip and our dog petunia ate the whole platter of cheese (laughs) she ate the whole platter of cheese (laughs) she's a terrible dog she's a great dog you coming up here okay good i must be done all right Hallelujah. Isn't that a blessing? (laughs) I told you I'd start it. She finishes it. She tells me when I'm over. Thank you for hearing my heart today. I wanted to bless you with the blessing. I wanted to remind you who you are. I wanted to remind you that you do not really have a choice, but you are chosen. You can always opt in. You ultimately have a choice. You just don't produce anything with it because God already does it all for you. And when we choose to receive it, that's when we really start to activate the access and the holiness that we already have. And then, you know what was so interesting about this? Is when you feel accepted, you treat others with respect and acceptance. This is how we change the world. It, I'm not just preaching this because I like, go, oh, this is church language. This is how we become the change that we want to in the world, when we are grounded in peace and acceptance, then we only give that to everyone else, regardless of what they're doing. You are accepted. Speak it over your teenagers. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your world. Speak it over your family. You are accepted. You're acting like a crazy person, but you are accepted. <laughs> you are holy, holy, you're beloved, and I call it out in you. Just keep calling it, Mom. Just keep calling it, Dad. Just keep calling it over him. Just speak it over him. Speak it over him. Speak it over. Speak it over that addiction. What about that? Come on, let's get real, real. Speak it over that addiction. Speak over that disease that has taken over that body. Let's say, well, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I know that the he- we are the healed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you guys stand up? You guys have been sitting down for a long time. The children can definitely come back in. Okay, then let them stay out. <laughs> if they want to stay out, that's fine. If they want to come back in for communion, that's also fine. You just um, gauge the room, Hank. If they if they want to stay back there, that's fine with me. Okay. This is our interaction portion, our interactive worship portion of the service, and so you can. Uh, we believe that giving is uh, is part of our worship as well as receiving. Um, Communion is an open table for everyone. Um, You do not have to uh, necessarily belong to this church or have taken any classes on how to eat and drink. Um, I trust that you know how to eat and drink um, and that, that if you want to be a part of this table, you already are accepted at this table. That's why I do communion this way. It is an absolute open table, no class required. The only thing that I ask is that you want to, that's the job of the receiver, is that you want to, and you come with an open heart. You can also light a candle at the cross, say a prayer, stand there and let the the light illuminate you and remind you that you are the light of the world. You can also write yourself a note, put it in that box with the flowers on it, come back to it at a later date, see what you wrote yourself today, make a commitment to yourself and see how that goes over 12 months. It's always fun. <laughs> Write yourself a note. Go see it in 2023. And then a rock into the vase of water, um, just indicating that you're letting something go today. If you feel led to let something go, maybe it's a belief that that you have to earn your acceptance with God or with others. Let that go today. Maybe you need to forgive yourself today through this, this uh, moment in time. Let that happen today. All kinds of cool miracles can happen.